this is Dr. Rosie Kuhn, and this podcast series is called Spiritual Immersion, Taking the Plunge. For me, this process, this is um, podcast number 99. It says 199, but it's actually 99. Um, and, you know, in first of all, there was the experiences that I had in this process of spiritual immersion that the experientialness of it that led me to want to write a book about it, which um, has been a challenge because it doesn't, for me, it's been very difficult to write it. So I thought, well, let's, let's create a podcast because as I'm right, as I'm speaking it, I sometimes um, stumble upon revelations or articulations of things that didn't get translated yet into writing. So I thought, well, I'll, I'll speak it first and then potentially record it or, and translate it and then make the book from that. So through that process, though, it's become rather than initially I, I experienced this all as that I was a victim, I'll say. I was a victim to having to go through this dark night of the soul, this process of revelation, this process of self-discovery. Um, that I was a victim, that I was pressured into or forced into something I just that I didn't want to do. I just wanted to, <laughs> part of me, just wanted to keep living a normal life in consensus reality. But the truth was, I was constantly suffering, constantly in despair and dread, constantly anxious. And that's not the way that I really wanted to live life. If you asked me, Did, is that how you want to live your life? It's like, no, but I don't want to go through the hard work. So I felt like I was a victim or somehow pressured to do the hard work, even though it was me, generally speaking, who was making those decisions and or certain life situations that pressured me or forced me into this process of um, unconcealing the real me in all this process. So initially it was like I just wanted to get it over with like is this a three-week process am I is it a three-month process somebody said oh you're going through a birthing process it's nine months it's like okay great I'll be it'll be over in nine months that's all I wanted I wanted I wanted the struggle to be over with and get back to normal and I thought by doing that then all the pain and suffering would go away well nine months came and nine months went and a year came two years came (laughs) and slowly I'm a a slow learner I just I've said that before and I'll say it again I'm a slow learner I don't I don't these things didn't come quickly to me and um, you know quite often there's people who seek the answer they just want the magic bullet they want the magic words they want the magic mantra and it's like if I just do this enough you know I'll 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 change and I'll have a great life but the fact of the matter is is it takes tenacity it takes discipline it takes focus and I had to keep asking myself what is it that I want enough that I'm willing to keep doing this and what I wanted was peace and serenity equanimity I wanted fulfillment of my human spirit and and so little by little rather than resisting this process and enduring it like literally like oh my god I'm in it again today and again today and again today I stopped resisting and started going with the flow and exploring and and being mindful and thoughtful of the process, becoming more like Sherlock Holmes and less like a person that like one of the policemen in, in his stories is just like, yeah, 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 no, that, that guy did it. He was the one. And, and 
Sherlock Holmes in all of his stories is like, no, he looks for all of the little details that are um, yet to be seen by the main people. And as I was able to do that, I cultivated greater degrees of awareness of my own process and then have been able to share that and and uh, explore those possibilities with my clients to help them become more like Sherlock Holmes with themselves, become more investigative, more in the exploration of who they are inside and what's where are the clues and what are they pointing to in terms of the whodunit elements of life. So this process of spiritual immersion is like a whodunit mystery over and over and over again, <laughs> much like so many of Sir Arthur Conan's, uh, Conan Doyle's um, Sherlock Holmes stories. It's everyone has a different, there's certain, certain evidence and certain experiences, certain truths that are present. And Sherlock Holmes got to a point where over his, whatever lifetime he had um, in his, in his, um, in his reality to explore things in a way that nobody else did. And that's what this is about for us, is that each of us has to explore our own reality, our own sets of truth, uh, the, the evidence of what appears to be true. And is it true? Or is, it, is the evidence created by something else, some, some belief system or perceptions? Uh, it's the, it's the, um, the story of the, the, you know, the 12 blind men all uh, d- describing what an elephant is. And one of those um, individuals is at the trunk and one is at the tail and one is at the back leg, one is at the tummy. And so each one is having an experience and that's their perception of the elephant. So each one of us has a perception of life and perception of reality. And each one of us can describe it, just describe it differently. Uh, right now, there's um, um, the, the, the elections for the United States. It's 2020. It's a couple of days away from the election. And each one of us has a different perception of what's going to ruin the country. <laughs> and everyone has a different perception of that. And um, and I think about this, I may have said this to you before, but when Obama was elected, you know, there were so many people that were in despair that the country was going to just go to hell in a handbasket. And then when this new president got elected, Donald Trump, it was the same for other people who said, oh, my God, we're just going to go to hell in a handbasket. So there's this despair possibility that's in all of us. Oh, my God, this is going to be terrible. Or, oh, my God, this is going to be the best thing in the world, all depending on our perceptions. Um, in, in relation to cancer or any disease, you know, I see it as, um, oh my gosh, here's a possibility for self-awareness to cult- cultivate self-awareness and self-healing. Oh my God, isn't that exciting? Or somebody else's perception is, oh my God, I'm going to die. It's going to be the ter- most terrible, horrible death in the world. So each of us has our own truths and our own perceptions. And as we become more like Sherlock Holmes in perceiving, looking at how we perceive our reality, we then become more, um, it's more available how we can see the evidence of what is. And that points to the, in a sense, whodunit uh, of, our, of our existence. How did we get to this place? I was talking to a, a client <clears throat> the other day, we'll call her um, Marjorie. I make all the names up. Usually it's the same name over and over. 
And Marjorie um, is having some physical issues and she's having some um, issues with her children. She's having issues with COVID. She's having all kinds of issues. But mostly the issue is with control. She has this addiction. We all have addictions to control. So she seems to have one too. The need, she has an addiction to need to try to control the outcome of the situation. And, and it's so much control that it's ex- exceptionally, tr- uh, st- exceptionally struggling and, and it creates a lot of suffering. Her daughter, who's like seven, came into the bedroom this, that morning and had a white spot on her, on her tooth. And Marjorie looked at it and went, oh my God, I need to worry about this. And as she told me that, I said, did you hear what you just said? I need to worry about this. Like what part of this is it that you need to worry about? Is she going to die from this? Is this, um, is this some indication of danger? Or is this just something that's a cosmetic thing? Like why do you choose to need to worry about this? And I was asking it not as a rhetorical question, but like where is that? Where is the need come from to worry about this? And we both, you know, then quickly googled what that came from and it's like oh some here's some indication of what's the, what's the cause or the source of a white spot on a tooth it could be called caused by too much fluoride or too much of this not enough of that so it's just information but how we perceive it is is what makes a difference and so what we love about reading Sherlock Holmes and um, the brilliance of um, Sir Arthur is that he shows us the the ways that we avoid and ignore a truth that is right there in our face. And the more that we become conscious of that, the greater we're able to make those, you know, <laughs> I'm now trying to remember that, what, uh, what uh, Sherlock Holmes says to Dr. Watson, um, something like, you know, it's just, it's very clear. It's very clear. How can you not see that? And it's all because we choose to see something else or that we just have not been trained to perceive, to question what we're seeing and perceiving until it's just too clear to, to make a difference. Um, with the outbreak of COVID, this is now, I think, since March and it's now November 1st, it's um, almost nine months of this pandemic. And people can get afraid or they can get courageous about how can I be with this in a way that shifts how, how I am, how healthy, how, how clear I am, how healthy, I just said that, how vital I am, how to protect myself from this dis-ease, how I can change the way I perceive reality, and um, how I can supplement my, my health uh, re- regime to keep myself healthier. Not just, um, not just in terms of social distancing, which is really important, uh, but what else can I do that's proactive? And where's the evidence that the proactivity actually is healthy? Well, it's all over the place, but we can see what, only what we choose to see. So again, the, the point of this whole particular podcast is to say, we have an opportunity to be like Sherlock Holmes and be very sleuthful about where what's causing or what's the source of the evidence that's in front of us. The source is either our belief system 
or how we choose to be in our belief system, the, the, the actions we choose to take because of our perceptions and beliefs. And when we can see it differently, a different reality shows up, a different paradigm shows up. And that's what I'm all about is helping people choose to see a different paradigm. It's called the paradigm shifts, right? That's what it's about. And we have to have an ability to have a paradigm shift in order for that to happen. And again, that's why um, mysteries, uh, mystery novels and movies and such, and especially for me, I love um, Sherlock Holmes, is that clarity of intelligence, which allows for evidence to show up in ways that we never expected, but is very much in front of us, right there in front of our eyes. There it is. And we can choose to ignore it or we can choose to embrace it. That's our choice. That's free will. All right. That's pretty much it for today. And um, I will talk to you one more time. All right. Bye for now. <laughs>